comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to episode 111. My name is Jordan Wiegand. And with me today is no one. And that's kind of spoiled for for you if you were watching the video feed. As you see just myself here. Logan having some family time off. Spring break. Woohoo! Uh, me, by the way, I am here um, by myself to bring you the news of the weekend in MLS. The third weekend in MLS, and uh, kind of an old school feel to this because this is how I started out the Stateside Soccer Show, was on my own, and talking results like this uh, by myself. So uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's going to enjoy themselves here. Um, week and get started. So the first game of the weekend was NYCFC facing off against Montreal. And NYCFC taken through Callens in the seventh minute, then Rodriguez in the 20th, Tala. Uh, Magno in the 64th minute, uh, and then uh, Tiago Andrade in the 83rd minute. Uh, Braut Gouliard in the 52nd for Montreal. Pretty 50-50 game. NY 51.3% possession. Montreal had 48.7% possession. They each had 13 shots, but FC had seven shots on goal to Montreal's three. I'd say kind of the biggest storyline in this uh, in this game was actually the unveiling of the championship banner, which was uh, pretty pretty sad, pretty sad looking. I'm gonna see if I can find it for the video people if you have not seen this before. Um. It, it was just sad. And what I mean by that is just how small and how cheap it actually looked. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. If you're one of our video 
people here. I mean, look at that. That is... <laughs> it's not even as wide as four people. Like, that's... Four people unveiling it are wider than a championship banner hung up in, I don't know, a certain section of Yankee Stadium. And and this is the biggest problem, right? They don't have their own stadium to have their own banner. But another thing is, they are owned by two of the richest sporting groups in the world. The Yankees and City, you know, City Financial Group. And they can't get a better banner than this. You can see the holes in it that where they have zip ties hanging. This looks like something you can get at Kinko's or FedEx to print out. Staples. Go to Staples. Office Depot. Anything like that to, to make a print. It's just sad. Look at the Revolution's banner for their supporter shield. It, it's similar. And it's sad when you have two of the biggest markets in the country who are either their owners don't take it seriously or it's because they don't have a stadium where it's not taken seriously. I saw actually a really good tweet about this that said, well, the banner size is about equivalent to the impact NYCFC has had in New York City. And that's the truth. That's sadly the truth, is that NYCFC have not really made a huge impact in the city of New York. And I know we kind of rail against that on the show a lot, how bad the New York market has handled these two teams. Like the fact that two of their teams are just teams that are farm systems when they're supposed to be the big teams. The New York team should be like the Manchester United's, the Manchester City's, the Chelsea's, the Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's. But instead they're like the, well, Red Bull's kind of like Red Bull Leipzig. Right? And, uh, NYCFC is like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what equivalent they are. They're a successful, like a Leicester, they're a successful team that don't have the budget of the big boys when they probably should. There you go. I mean, I don't know. It, I'm not going to harp too much on it. It's just sad because something that, you know, for the fans that are there, you're like, oh, yes, we're getting the banner. We're getting something to be hung up in the rafters, and it is so small. And then you become a joke on the internet. You know, John Boy, who does a lot of baseball stuff, he did a breakdown of the Orlando City uh, NYCFC um, shootout in the in the playoffs a couple years ago in 2020, which is a good breakdown. I recommend watching that. But, you know, he doesn't cover soccer too much. And then the fact by him he's a yankee fan i mean that's just it's getting out to more people but it's not a good look and that's kind of where we're at and 
why I tweeted out on here, you know, like, uh, this is why MLS is not taken seriously. The Yankees and the Crafts just gave two very basic and small banners for teams that have won. For some of these owners, these teams will always be second fiddle. That was my tweet, and I stand by it. I think if they actually cared, they would be having stadiums for these teams. Um, and they could have large banners dedicated to their wins. It's sad when a team is actually performing well and the local market doesn't even really care. You know, we're kind of spoiled by the Charlottes, the Atlantas, the Seattles, the Portlands now where the fans are diehard fans. And the casuals buy into it. I mean, Atlanta gets more fans to their games than the Falcons. Let's move on. Uh, Columbus Crew beat Toronto. Toronto took an early lead here through uh, Jimenez in the 14th minute, but Zella Ryan in the 56th and Etienne in the 65th. It's going to make it a 2-1 Columbus win. And Toronto had, uh, you know, not, not off to a great start. They've got the one point, and it was a draw against Dallas, who hasn't been too impressive either, I guess. Um, so, I mean, not looking good for, for my predictions here. If we if we share the Eastern Conference predictions again, I had Toronto going up to six, so did Logan. So you can see it on the screen here. But, you know, that one's kind of looking a little worse now because I, I know it's still early, three games, but you hope that the Bradley effect would have taken a little sooner, you know, take an effect a little sooner. Um, uh, but Columbus, good job, Columbus. Their, their first place in the East was seven points. They have not lost a game yet. There are three teams in the East that have not lost a game. The Columbus Crew, my Philadelphia Union, and by surprise, Chicago Fire with two draws and a win with five points. Chicago Fire up to sixth place in the East right now. Pretty good. They actually sit above NYCFC right now. They've got uh, a home draw and a away win and draw. So pretty good from Chicago. Start off the season that way. I mean, really, the top the, t- the top seven teams in the East are crazy. It's Columbus, Philadelphia, Red Bulls, D.C., Atlanta, Chicago, NYCFC. Not a lot of teams that we were thinking, uh, or a good chunk of teams we weren't thinking. Orlando sitting in eighth right now. The Revs in ninth. Cincy in 10th, Toronto in 11th, uh, Miami in 12th, and Charlotte and Montreal in 13 and 14 with no points right now. We'll talk a little about that as we go. Miami uh, lose to LAFC at an uh, early uh, Unimas game around 1 o'clock, I think it was. Um, Breck Shea with a red card in the 45th minute. Uh, plus two. So, you know, uh, Poku had scored for LAFC, one nothing, and then Breck Shea gets the red card right after that. And, uh, you know, Miami was actually playing pretty decently. This is a home game for them. And then uh, Tajuri Shradi scoring a goal in the 82nd minute. So, not great for Miami. 
And like I said, that puts them right now in 12th place with one point. Right below Toronto. Now, in what was a great game on Saturday was Seattle-LA at 3.30 on Fox. Probably kicked off closer to 4. Jordan Morris. Well, let's kick it back real quick. Chicharito in the sixth minute to give LA Galaxy a lead. Uh, Then Morris equalizing it in the 17th. That kind of, uh, you know, a goal is a goal, right? But this goal was not like... Yeah, it was kind of trickling in there. I don't know how that went in. We shared it on Saturday on the Twitter account if you want to locate it. I'm sure you can also find it if you go to MLSsoccer.com. They have watched highlights, or YouTube has highlights as well of each game. Then there is a penalty kick in the 45th plus 2. Converts it to make it 2-1 going into the half. Right after the half, Douglas Costa equalized in the 48th minute, and then Ariaga in the 72nd to give Seattle the win and their first three points of the season. That's pretty good. You know, it brings them from last place up to 11th at least. So uh, they're going to get back on track. I, I truly believe that Seattle is going to get back on track. I think galaxy played well as, as well. I mean, maybe their defense wasn't as great, but, you know, they're sitting in fifth place with six points right now. They're only one point off of first, which is LAFC. So they had some opportunities to really, you know, starting off with a six-minute goal with Chicharito is as about as great as you can start at Lumen Field, but they kind of let it slip by the wayside here for looking at stats. Possession goes to the Galaxy with 63.6. What are the Shots on goal though goes to Seattle four to three. So this was a this was a chance for LA to kind of keep up pace. They would be top of the West right now if they were able to do that. But they weren't able to pull it off. Seattle was able to rebound a bit, which is what they needed as they're getting ready to, you know, they had a they had a great, great game uh, midweek. For the uh, for the Champions League, and they have another game coming up here midweek for the Champions League. So we'll see how it goes from there. Um, Houston, Vancouver, two to one. Darwin Quintero. Uh, well, actually, hold on. It scores a brace though. Uh, but Cavallini in the 14th minute for Vancouver, then Quintero in the 33rd and 50th minute to give Houston. A huge win. Huge win. That's the first win of the year. They're going to jump up to four points and just one point shy of a playoff spot. Houston, a team we were kind of down on. And Nashville now is actually sitting below them. Nashville has a a win, a loss, and a draw. So So does Houston. And so does Dallas. So uh, interesting there, but... Uh, I'm sure Nashville will kind of rebound a bit, but you know, Houston really needed, really needed the win. Um, Vancouver really needed the win too. Vancouver's got one point and sits bottom of the West. And I'm trying to think about where we currently had them prediction wise. Well, we had Houston both at 14th, um, and then we had uh, Vancouver 10th and 12th. 
Chicago versus DC at Audi Field. And uh, Ivanov in the 32nd minute, Bornstein in the 80th minute gives Chicago the win. Uh, DC had an edge on possession, 55 to 44. They also had an edge on shots, but shots on goal goes to Chicago, 8 to 5. And just surprising with how well Chicago has started. And again, how DC has started, even with the one loss right now, they're in fourth place in the East. They'd have a home playoff game. Again, it's only three games so far in the season. So, but still, uh, Lasada has been really impressive with this team. And just unfortunately, they will lose a game here at home. All right, Gillette Stadium. The Revs had a great start here. It was a snowy day, very snowy game. Boateng in the 50, 45th plus third minute and out the door in the 62nd. Give New England a 2-0 lead, and you're like, here we go. New England is themselves. They're at home. They're doing great. Then Cordova in the 78th minute. Justin Glad in the 88th and Schmidt in the 90 plus three gives RSL the victory. Come from behind victory. Three road points. They had way more shots than the Revs. Very close to even possession, like 50.2 to 49.8. And RSL had more shots on goal. Now, again, it was very snowy. It was hard to see. Carlos Heel, not very pleased about this. Um, he suggests that the game could have been delayed. So here's his words, a soccer.com article. You can also watch a clip of it. They have the, it does have some language. It's impossible to play football today. I cannot talk with my teammates. I cannot run. I cannot do anything. It's impossible. This is not football. Stop the effing game. We play tomorrow or any other day. I don't care. This is not football. It's impossible. Try to make the long balls. The wind, it's impossible. I don't understand nothing. They asked him if he would say the same thing if they had won. He said, if we finish the game 2 nothing, I would say here the same. It's not football. It's play like this. Congratulations for RSL because they are amazing playing. But I don't understand why we play today like we play. We lose one game because we lose a game for us, for them, for the soccer, for the fans, for everything. Uh, Bruce Arena was a little different. He said, games have been played in the snow, so I can't argue that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the snow was was rough. But like Bruce says, uh, both teams played under the same conditions. So it was bound to uh, bound to happen, I guess. You can't really blame it if the other team's able to do it, but <laughs> this game just looked crazy. If you didn't see any of it, I recommend looking at the highlights. Um, it is very tough. I mean, that's why they use like the orange or the red ball. A little easier to see, but. Sometimes that the snow had to be shoveled, you know, around the lines of the lines of the field. 
to be able to actually see where the penalty area is, you know, where the box is. So if you thought that game was insane, <laughs> insane game, is that Exploria Stadium. Orlando losing to Cincinnati. Brandon Vasquez in the 13th minute scores, assisted by Luciano Costa. Then uh, Junior Earls in the 42nd minute, and then in the 53rd, Brandon Vasquez is going to score again. And that was it. You know, Logan texts me. He couldn't be here today. Logan texts me, though, and he says, of course, this is right after he gave, they gave up the goal, of course, you know, Orlando is going to lose to Cincinnati. <laughs> I said, well, they still have time. And then I heard nothing from him, and then the game ended. I was like, well, they did have time. But, yeah, they didn't do anything with it. Uh, if we take a look at the stats, I mean, it's 69.5 to 30.5 possession for Orlando. 18 shots to 9 for Orlando. Six shots to three on goal for Orlando. Um, their XG, 1.4 to 1.2 edging to Orlando. So just couldn't get it done. That's probably what's going to hurt them the most. They need a goal scorer. They really need their their team to, to be scoring goals. So we'll see how it goes. But not not a great start for Orlando. I mean, they're four points. They had a great start other than this loss. If they win this game, you know, they're sitting at six points. No, they're, they're sitting at seven points. Yeah. And they would be... Uh, Tied for first and second. Missed opportunity is kind of the wording I think I would use for Orlando. And you know, people are already making jokes about how they're already dropping off. But, you know, it it's still early. It, you know, Cincinnati, I don't think, was always just going to roll over, right? So there you go. Uh, but some hard times for, for Logan there. Uh, Philadelphia Union versus San Jose. Corey Burke in the 23rd minute. Gazdag in the 58th with a penalty. This game was chirpy, man. This game was like... It seemed like multiple fights were going to break out in this game. I don't know if that's just because that's how San Jose is or if they were trying to stick up for, you know, uh, Montero because he couldn't play for them. But San Jose at 60... 0.7% possession of Philadelphia is 31.3, but Philly had 12 shots to nine and they had six shots on goal to one. And that was the difference. You know, you don't need possession if you're going to, I mean, look with all the possession San Jose had, they had 0.3 XG 0.3. The union had 2.7 XG, even with only 30% possession. So not great for San Jose. Great for the Union fans. Great for, you know, uh, people at Subaru Park. That was, you know, not a lot of people there. It was cold. It was a really cold day here in the uh, Northeast. 
Dallas beat Nashville. Uh, Jara in the 85th minute and Velasco in the 87th minute. It's going to give Dallas the edge they need it to beat Nashville. That's kind of one with the tough start of the season Nashville had in those first two games. You're like, really? You're going to lose to Dallas? But yes, they did. And Dallas is up to eighth. Nashville up to tenth. You know, they both have four points. Again, it's very early. I mean, like the gap between 14th and first is uh, six points. Not a big gap, right? Because we've only played those three games. So you do expect Nashville to take a step forward. I'm not sure if Dallas is going to do much better. We'll we'll see. Rapids get a huge, huge win at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Uh, Rubio on the 21st and Mark Anthony Kane on the 51st over SKC, who've had a similarly slow start to the season. They're in 12th place with three points. And, I, you know, we kind of got that. We talked about it a bit on the previous show, how people were very down on SKC. We both have them in third and second. But now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> did I did I mess up? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's a long season. And I know I'm saying a lot of the same stuff here. Oh, we'll see. But it is so early that we can't really take too much away from some of this stuff. I don't want to overreact. I feel like we overreacted last year and then things were a little bit. We're having to adjust. Portland versus Austin. one nothing Portland at Providence Park. Uh, Tuloma scoring in the 62nd minute Austin had better possession they had 16 shots they had more shots but guess what they had no shots on goal it was actually the first Austin game or the first I saw a stat out there something that was like you know uh, for they scored two what two weeks in a row of five goals and then having not even a shot on goal in game three so we don't know how good Austin is yet and we talked about it Last year, last year we were kind of very impressed with the way Austin started, and then they kind of started dropping. And this week, the first two, you know, this year, the first two games for Austin was, you know, easier. And they put five past them, and you're like, wow, okay, maybe they're good, but maybe they're not, right? And now they face a good team in Portland, made MLS Cup, and can't even register a shot on target. But to be fair, Timbers only had one shot on target as well, and that one went into the back of the net. The West currently sits with LAFC first, RSL second, Austin third, Colorado fourth, Galaxy fifth, Portland sixth, Minnesota seventh, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Seattle, SKC, San Jose, Vancouver. Uh, The Sunday games, Atlanta 2-1 over Charlotte. uh, uh, Martinez penalty kick in the 60th minute. And then Armour scoring in the 66th minute and Mulraney taking the lead in 90 plus six for Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, Atlanta had better possession, 61.1 to 38.9. More shots, 14 to 12. Shots on goal, eight to seven. So, I mean, Charlotte actually put up a pretty good fight um, this game and uh, getting their first goal ever as a club. So now they don't have to worry about that. You know, if you didn't score this game, you're thinking like, man, when are we going to score? And now at least you got the one and hopefully 
able to move forward. But the thing is, you know, there's a lot of press out there about how, you know, I think Stayskull and uh, Tenorio had an article out there about um, Charlotte and how they were running things a little naive, maybe how they didn't want to take pointers from Nashville who were successful joining the league and kind of wanted to chart their own course, which is not great. We'll see how that goes from Red Bulls, New York with uh, losing to Minnesota Amaria in the 51st minute. Um, pretty even game, 48.3 possession, the 51.7 edge to Minnesota. 19 shots for the Red Bulls to five for Minnesota. Eight shots on goal to two for Minnesota. Um, this was the day, uh, you know, St. Clair. You know, Dane St. Clair had a fantastic game, making save after save after save. There was a missed penalty in this game very early on, uh, which was through um, trying to find the exact minute that was. Oh, yeah, it was the 14th minute, Klamala scoring. And, uh, you know, they just couldn't score. This was at Red Bull Arena. This was a really good performance for Minnesota because Red Bull were playing very well, and I was very impressed with them. And as we talked about before, you know, I had them out of the playoff spot at 8, so did Logan. And now I'm really regretting that because they're playing so well. They're playing incredible right now. And they're very unlucky not to not to win that game. Okay, let's take a look at the Champions League coming up here. NYCFC lead 3-1 over Communicognius, uh, uh, if I said that right. Probably not. Um that's on FS2 tomorrow, March 15th at 8 o'clock. Leg 2 on the road. Then we have Wednesday, March 16th, Montreal versus Cruz Azul. That's in um, Montreal. Cruz Azul lead 1-0 on that. Pumas versus New England Revolution. That's at 10-15 on Wednesday. Revs lead 3-0 on aggregate. Uh, Club Leon, uh, Thursday, March 17th at 8.30 against Seattle at home. Uh, Seattle on the road. And Seattle lead 3-0. This is a really good shot for us to get three teams into the semifinals. I think we've probably had that before and still blown it as MLS teams waiting to win their first ever Champions League. But... I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Cruz Azul will probably still win the whole thing, I think. But we're getting there. I mean, the fact that if we can get three teams in the semifinal and keep making progress is going to be great. Uh, let's take a quick look over at USL. So the USL season kicked off this um, kicked off this weekend. And uh, Saturday, 
Loudoun United beat Indy 11-1-0. Charleston Battery beat FC Tulsa 1-0. There's also a red card to Tulsa in there. Memphis 901 FC lose to Pittsburgh Riverhounds 3-0. The Miami FC 2-0 over NY uh, New York Red Bulls uh, 2. Louisville City FC 1-0 over Atlanta United 2. Colorado Springs switchback FC 2-1 over Orange County. Rio Grande Valley versus uh, Oakland Roots 1-0 to the Toros. San Antonio FC over Detroit City FC, who made their appearance, first appearance in USL Championship. San Antonio won that one 1-0. Phoenix Rising 4-2 over Monterey Bay FC. Sacramento Republic 3-1 over El Paso Locomotive. San Diego Loyal 2-1 versus LA Galaxy 2. On Sunday, we had Birmingham Legion draw with Tampa Bay Rowdies and the New Mexico United 2-0 over Las Vegas Lights FC. And we got a midweek game, Atlanta United 2 versus New York Red Bulls 2, Wednesday, March 16th, and then some more games on the weekend. If I just quickly went over the standings, you know, uh, each team that has, uh, you know, the top teams in the East right now, Pittsburgh, Miami, Louisville, Charleston, and Loudoun have three points. Tampa Bay and Birmingham have one point. Hartford Athletic have yet to play a game. And then Atlanta, New York, Detroit, Indy, Memphis, and Tulsa with zero points in the East. In the West, Phoenix Rising FC. Sacramento Republic, New Mexico United, San Diego Loyal, Colorado Springs, Rio Grande Valley, and San Antonio FC with three points. Monterey, Orange County, El Paso, LA, Las Vegas, and Oakland Roots with zero points. So just a quick look there at the USL Championship. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have our Game of the Week preview. If you're interested in baseball, we have the Extra Innings Baseball Show, which is also also hosted by Logan Stump and myself. We just recently covered the lockout before they made the deal for the lockout to end. But this week, we're going to be covering the new CBA rules. We're going to be talking about some of the big free agent transfers, uh, like free agency uh, signings. We're going to talk see the transfers slipping in from me talking soccer. And we're going to talk some of those big trades that have happened as spring training gets going. So check out the Extra Innings Baseball Show. And you can find it at all of these locations on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Extra Innings Show on most of those socials. All right, now let's go ahead and take a quick look at our Game of the Weeks. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. All right, time for our Match of the Week preview this Saturday, we have Cincinnati versus Miami at 1 o'clock at TQL Stadium. We have NYCFC hosting 
Philadelphia Union at Yankee Stadium, along with their small champions banner. We have Toronto FC versus DC United at BMO Field. On Univision, TUDN, and Twitter, we have LA Galaxy hosting Orlando. That's a good one. Uh, Atlanta United versus Montreal at 4 o'clock. Chicago versus SKC at Soldier Field. Charlotte hosting the Revs at Bank of America Stadium at 7 o'clock. Minnesota United hosting San Jose at Allianz Field. Dallas hosting Portland at 8.30 at Toyota Stadium. Houston hosting the Rapids at PNC Stadium at 8.30. And Salt Lake hosting Nashville at Rio Tinto at 9.30. Those are the Saturday games. Sunday games, we have the Red Bulls hosting the crew at Red Bull Arena. We have Austin hosting Seattle at Q2. That's on FS1 at 4.30. And C hosting Vancouver at Bank of California Stadium at So some uh, big games there. Let's go ahead and uh, if I'm going to have to pick a game each day that I'm looking forward to, I think that Galaxy Orlando game is pretty intriguing. Teams that have both just dropped points uh, that are sitting pretty well right now. That that'd be pretty interesting to see where they go. If I had to pick another game there, I think uh, NYCFC versus Philadelphia is pretty intriguing as well. Sunday. I think the big game would probably be Red Bulls Columbus with how both of these teams have been playing. I think LAFC are going to stomp Vancouver, and I think Seattle can probably get the better of Austin. But this will be a big test for Austin. You know, your your first two games were at home, 5 nothing wins. Your next game is on the road against Portland, and it's a loss, and now you're back at home against a top side in Seattle. Can you get three points now? Can you get three points against them? And I guess we'll see. But I'm really excited for the Champions League this midweek, and I'm really excited for some of these games coming up here. And then, of course, next Thursday, the 24th, we have Mexico versus the United States at the ECA for World Cup qualifying and Costa Rica versus Canada in Costa Rica. Those are on Paramount Plus for some qualification games. Then we'll have just, uh, what, like three? It looks like three MLS games that weekend. Yeah. One, two, three. We have three MLS games that weekend. And they're on Saturday, Sunday, March 26th, March 27th, as the rest of the league, I guess, takes off. It's pretty interesting. Uh, that's, that's part of the downsides, I guess, with some of these, uh, some of the way this is. All right, that's pretty much it. So I know this has been, you know, a pretty shorter episode. It's not by too much, but it's just so I hope I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope it was all right. Like I said, very old school for when I used to host it by myself. If you want to follow us on Twitter Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, or email us Stateside Show at gmail.com. Find our link tree 
l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash stateside show all those links are also in the description in the show notes so i hope everyone has a great rest of their week and we will catch you all next time Throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.